What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease, E-A-Z-E dot com. Use the promo code HAM. Get 20 bucks off your first order and deliveries always free on orders over $50. And by Upstart, upstart.com slash HAM, the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off your high interest credit card debt. See why Upstart is number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot at upstart.com slash HAM. Russell Westbrook yesterday did a semi-reasonable post-game press conference. Uh, Steve Kerr the other day, they, Steve Kerr made the comment that Russell Westbrook's post-game press conference is just not good for the NBA. That you want to do a press conference and give some canned answers that aren't great answers, fine. But being basically combative and not talking isn't good for your brand, just the league's brand. We need our guys to just be engaged. Fans love you. Just be lovable. Um I, I was honestly a little surprised that Steve said it, but he wasn't aggressive in what he said. He was just pretty matter of fact. And maybe maybe somebody heard it because Russell, I didn't realize Russell was even talking to Barry Trammell when he was like, uh, that was the answer where he was like, ah, it's a good question. I don't know. Right? That was that. Yeah. I mean, I, I always feel bad for Paul George watching this thing, but I think Steve's right to a point. <clears throat> well, I think the big lead wrote something like this has jumped the shark when Paul George now looks like an asshole. Like he's been pretty consistent and a pretty easy guy to talk to. Yeah. And I, I think no one has any problem with you losing your shit every once in a while. Like you're allowed bad days, you know, like Kevin's had many and then he bounces back immediately and just be, be pretty normal. You know, thing that kind of bothers me about Russ hmm. is in Barry Trammell wrote a really good article on like why he keeps asking questions and why Russell keeps shooting him down is that I vividly remember when Russ won the MVP and he gave a speech that was like, you know what, this guy's not an idiot. And he talked about his brother, how every game for his entire career, his brother set him a halftime, a little kind of chubbier brother. Brody. Brody, yeah. Isn't, doesn't, doesn't a lot of people call Russ Brody? Yeah, see, that's where I got thrown <laughs> off. But but that guy sends him, and it was like Russ was in tears. And I was like, God, you know, this is a human element of you, Russ, that if you just talk like Draymond or... James is a little more reserved, but he talks. Like, just gave legit answers. People would, I think, like you. 
because they want to. You're kind of this underdog now that you're people are betting against you. You can't shoot, but you play so fucking hard. Like I, I want to like you, Russ. I actually kind of started rooting for you this year because I thought in my lifetime of watching basketball, there's no way to quantify this. I don't think guys have ever given less fucks about effort in the regular season. Like you watch just a random NBA game for the most part. I probably watched 100 plus NBA games, more than that, just bits and pieces because you factor in the Warriors games. I think like 10% of them, guy, I felt like, you know what? I'm, they're giving really good effort tonight. Now, the playoffs are like a completely different sport, but he's one guy that just, at least I feel when I watch him, like he's trying. But this combative nature to him, when you're playing like shit, it's like, come on, Russ. You're one of the faces of the league. To me, I don't blame Russ. I blame the team. They allow it. I saw it years with the Raiders. They, they do a terrible job. They kind of, and this is like, you can't say that. Remember when McNair said the inmates run the asylum? Or maybe he used the wrong word. Bob McNair, yeah. Bob McNair, and then he died. I do think the players. I don't think that, I don't think his death came right after he said it, but yeah. No, it, it didn't. But uh, the, the players have way too much control in the NBA. And Adam Silver, like to me, this is kind of an Adam Silver problem. Like, bro, you gotta. Like, he is one of – he's not a top-five player anymore, but he's easily a top-five face of the league. He's one of the most famous guys. And he kind of acts like a dick. And, again, you can have dick moments. Well, you can even have – like, you can have some of your characters or bad guys, right, in your WWE whole drama. But he's one of your biggest stars. You don't want him to be a ba- – you want him – you want everyone wearing his jersey. That's better than having somebody that people hate. But it's like, okay, Dame's now kicking your ass, and he just acts like a normal professional and a human? So his brother's name is Ray, but he's the original person that got called Brody, apparently. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, and I get, I was at the gym this morning listening to Simmons and Rosillo, their whole deal. And I do agree with this. Like, what is the point of some of these conversations now? If a guy doesn't want to have them? Like, is this a little antiquated the way we do things? And they were just there's a balance. I, I don't. They didn't have like a right answer because Rosillo kept arguing like there is something like part of the job of the beat guy. Like you do develop relationships that way. Now in the playoffs, it kind of gets out of control because it's like very regimented with the way they talk. It's a little different. But and I think it more reflects like I do think a lot of guys just give good answers during the playoffs, right? We've had some memorable. He's just the one guy that's fighting it. Yeah. It's like well, why are you fighting this? Like I do, th- I understand why Simmons and Rusilla would ask that question. I think a lot of people probably talk about, like, do we need this every day? But I do think part of the deal is you have it scheduled. If nothing happens, nothing happens. But on the times that there's something to talk about, you've got people there who are in it every day, so who understand the context of everything that's happening best, and can cover the team on a local level. Like I, I do think that's important. It's not something that gets you good stuff every day, but when something does happen that needs to be covered by people that understand the context. That's why you have the, the beat reporters understand the context of everything going on because be, partly because you have the system where every day or however much the schedule happens, you talk. And, it, like, I get it. It kind of sucks, and sometimes nothing comes of it. But on the days that nothing comes of it, it's not national news. But on the day that there's something worth talking about, you've covered your bases that you have a comment from your biggest star players, from your coaches, et cetera. So I, I don't see what the downside is other than for the people involved in it, it can be a little tiring. But so what? That's part of making the machine go. It's part of, part of making sure the wheels turn every day. Like I, yeah, to I, me, it's I, it's. it's I a have no-brainer. a theory here. I, I think one problem for the NBA: their ratings are kind of in the tank, and I think some of it is tied to not mm. that Russell's not really the culprit because he doesn't say anything, 
But like the way Anthony Davis was handled this year, the way Ben Simmons after he was booed, the way he talked shit to the fans, it's like, hey Ben, you just had a stinker. You make twenty million or whatever, and he's on the rookie deal, but you're gonna be a max guy. The guy that makes sixty grand that took his kid to this playoff game, I'm sorry, like they have somewhat of a feel of an elitist league right now. And it's always been known as a progressive league because it's very black and it's very progressive in the sense of, like, you know, they're majority African-American in the league. They're always taking, like, political stances. Well, all that stuff's fine, and I, I think it's a little overblown. But to me, there's an element now these guys make – they make more money than every other sport because there's more of them making cash, obviously, than football. And there is just this feel like these guys are living in a different world. Like, it's not about race anymore. It's about they are so goddamn rich – the, the way they speak to the casual fan, it's like, you guys sound like idiots. Now, I'm not, they all don't. Like, Steph doesn't. Clay, these guys are very cognizant. Listen, I make a ton of money. The way Anthony Davis, the CEO stuff, it's like, bro, you won five fucking playoff games. So, I actually think it's even simpler than that. Like, I don't think the average fan is consuming all the stuff these guys say. I think the average fan feels like the players care much less about being on their team, air quotes, than they do. And I think that's the heart of the – from my perspective, John, that's the heart of the problem. Like baseball players always, they want to hit free agency early. They don't like the way that you can control the players uh, uh, early in prime years. But you know what? That is better for the, for the fans. That's better. Football, the teams have way more power than the players. And from a fan standpoint, that's better. Because a fan – like Kawakami always does the thing like why do fans side with owners over players? The owners are way richer than the players. But to me, the answer is because what they are at the heart is they are fans of their team. They love stars. Stars get your ratings. But fans love their team. Fans don't just usually go with a player who leaves their team and become a well, fan yeah, of another like, team. I, I don't care they if the guy gets $10 million with their team. There. I want my guy to stay. They stay with their team. And so I think, fan, I think the fundamental NBA issue is it's become pretty clear by and large the guys don't really care about their team in terms of like being a member of this team doesn't – like I'll just go to another team – Right, the the kind of that AAU mentality is is the perception from a fan standpoint, and I, and I think that is what's hurt the league the most is that you're just constantly talking about as great as free agency is, just for chatter. You're constantly talking about a guy's just when's he gonna leave? When's he gonna leave? When's he gonna leave? Yeah, I, I I I think there's something, guy. I I agree that's a big part of it. I also think there's an element of these guys now the like the resting and the tanking thing's kind of a joke. Yeah. So I, you're you know, right. this guy this guy's making fucking 30 million dollars. And again, this is where the media's out of touch. You and I have talked about this. I don't think they go enough on SeatGeek and just see how much these tickets cost for a fan going. And then I come to the game and you're telling me that fucking Kawhi and LeBron aren't playing and it's just some random rest day. Like no. say what you want. When we were growing up, I, I went to like two NBA games probably like before high school. And both times I vividly remember, like, AI was – and this was when they, the Sixers were good. Why would AI in this day and age might not be playing against the Kings in that? Totally. Kings I were think shitty. You're right. no, and I, I got I AI agree. and he dropped 50. And I think most people, like, our age and older remember – like, going to an NBA game has always been a big thing because most people don't have that much money. And I think the media just thinks, all oh, these fans – well, these fucking fans that go to these games, yeah, the top 10% of the Warriors game are super rich. Most people are spending a lot of money for them to go to this game – it's different, obviously, in the playoffs everyone plays, but I, I'm not going to get to go to a playoff game if I'm a fan. I'm going to go to a game in January, maybe, and I'll get the Pelicans. And Anthony Davis, load management, just sitting out. Like, what the fuck? To totally. 
And so it's like, well, it's one thing, okay, sitting out. I used to feel bad for athletes 20 years ago because they were undercompensated. These guys make more goddamn money than CEOs of companies. But, so you, I, but you didn't feel bad for them 20 years ago. You didn't even think about it. It was just part of what they did. You play the games. Baseball's a different animal because it's 162. When I, say, when I say feel bad, I meant like it's always been a conversation. Like, you know, players are under you know compensated, whatever. And I think at point in times in history of sports, it was like that. That cannot be said in the NBA. No, I right know, now. but I'm just saying in the moment in time, that usually wasn't a big conversation from the fan standpoint, which, whatever. I, I just, I, again, it goes back to, I think fans feel like they care about an individual game sometimes. And players would say, you don't care more than me. Yeah, I, I think I think <laughs> the NBA has this elitist vibe to it right now, and it's getting a little out of control because their players are so empowered and now are so rich that it's terrible for the league. And Adam Silver, who's the anti-David Stern. Like, David Stern would have been furious of this. I saw Adam Silver at the Brooklyn Nets game. He looked happy as shit. Like, bro, your ratings are down 40%. People are – I love the NBA, and it's pissed me off a lot this year. Like, you guys better be careful here, man. And your players, with the amount of money, they're only going to get more powerful, which is fine, I guess, in theory, if they can handle it. Like, Steph handles it fine. Giannis handles it fine. No, like, but but again, John, I, I don't think we're disagreeing – mostly I think we're agreeing. I, I just think, I don't know if it's even that deep of a thought for most fans. It's as simple as I don't think these players want to be on the team they're on. They're just waiting till they make their next move. And part of it is the power. Like I, what's good for the players isn't always what's good for the league and what's good for the players isn't always what's best for the fans. And um, well, that's that's where I think the media has lost touch on this because they're always yeah. pro player. No, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, I don't uh, – and I think the reason they probably – it's easier for them to be that way is because they also see the other side of it more up close than a fan does, right, which is the ownership side of things where the ownership and the teams are happy to discard of a player. But, again, I go back. That's better. It's better for a league and its fans if the teams are in control of where all the players are because the teams will keep the best players on their teams longer. What I love is like when a fan tweets something and then like former players like, I can't believe you'd act like this. I don't think you realize how fans act when they watch your team play. Like they're into it. It's why you guys make all this money in any sport. People give a shit. It's where all this cash comes from. And I I think the NBA more than the other two leagues, baseball is just different. Football, I think, is consciously thinking about this all the time. Like the NBA is too often saying, fuck you to the fan. And the fan now is starting to react and the ratings show this. And I just feel when I talk to people like our age that you always like the, the NBA is going to catch the NFL, the youth. They love it. Yeah, it's a Twitter conversation. It's been proven. No, it's going the other way. You could argue right now baseball's bigger relative to the metrics than, than basketball. <clears throat> Basketball's getting crushed. Guy, people are not watching these games. I watch, you watch. The masses do not. Well, look. LeBron being on the Cavs for his whole career and Kevin being on the Oklahoma City Thunder for his whole career is better for the NBA. Like, that would have been better for the NBA. Or most of their careers, right? 1,000%? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Kevin, like coming, Kevin, just, coming to the War- Kevin coming to the Warriors was bad for the league. That's not even arguable. Right. It consolidated the power. And, the, like, the Warriors are the one team up this playoffs. Like, their ratings are stay high. Yeah, I mean, they are the traveling circus right now. But they, they would have been a big-time draw regardless. And OKC would have been huge. And like you said, if LeBron would have stayed, what are the Cavs? I mean, they're in the playoffs. So, yeah, it, it had a huge domino effect. Because you could say that Kevin coming to the Warriors changed LeBron's thinking a little, right? 
maybe comes to L.A. regardless, but the Warriors wearing his ass out. It was like, fuck this. I'm just going to go be rich in L.A. And I don't necessarily blame him no, for it's, that. No, it's, I'm not, I don't blame him. I don't blame Kevin. But, again, it, what's it best had for the players ma- is It had major ramifications. Isn't always what's best for the league, you know. So, do with that what you will. But, and I think you're right on load management. Like, I think that's a big deal. It's a major problem. And I, I, I don't know what the solution is. Okay, find me. I'm so, I make $40 million a year. I'm Chris Paul. I'm playing 60 games. He's a bad example because he legitimately is nursing. To me, it's more the younger guys. Like Kawhi, Kawhi, you weren't hurt last year. Like I heard Rasil had a good point. He's like, can we stop talking about like, it's crazy. Kawhi bounced back from the injury. Like the Spurs, his, the in, there was fucking no, in, the, he was fine after a while. <laughs> He's not hurt. And this year he just, he, he took 22 games off, guy, after playing in nine games last year. So like he does whatever the fuck he wants, and he's so goddamn powerful, the Raptors are gonna let him do whatever he wants because they're kissing his ass, hoping he's gonna resign. When everyone in the league basically knows he's going to L.A., so it's like you're kissing his ass for nothing. Now I watched him the other guy, night. Gee, he's incredible. I would kiss his ass too. So I, I, I get the team side. Like, yeah, we're gonna kiss Katie's ass. Yeah, well, there's nothing. That the teams can't be asked to be in charge of this. It's the league has to. And I don't like you said. I don't know how you do. I, I, I think they kind of tried, but it's impossible. Like, you can't have these guys, when football ends and you get that Saturday night game for like a month and a half stretch, where as just a sports fan, there's nothing else to watch. You're sitting at home Saturday. Oh, LeBron's playing Steph. Well, what happened this year? Oh, LeBron's taking the night off. Clay and Kevin are off. You know, off. This is Embiid's night off and Kawhi's taking the night off. You're like, Jesus Christ, I'm watching a fucking G League game here. <laughs> and what do you do? You turn the channel, you rent a movie. Yep. That's. To me, that had huge implications this year on the NBA. Guys resting. Because I, I think the common fan goes, you know what? Like Odell Beckham played in four games. He was legitimately hurt. Like in, in the NFL, they never really fight that, right? Because they're like, oh, that, that injury looked terrible, right? In the NBA, it's like, this guy's fine. What are we doing here? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.